0: If you just lightly drag a pinwheel on the inside of someone's arm or on the back of their legs, like behind their knees, or maybe even just lightly down their spine or across their butt, there's a lot of sensation that can happen. And it feels like, oh my gosh, is it going to hurt? Is it going to feel good? And I think people are often pleasantly surprised. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soul Fire production. In honor of the new year and of Love Month, here are three kinky things to try that will inspire you, intrigue you, and hopefully deliciously push you out of your comfort zone. The first thing is sensation play. According to definitions.net, erotic sensation play is a class of activities meant to impart physical sensations upon a partner, as opposed to mental forms of erotic play, such as power exchange or sexual role-playing. Sensation play can be sensual, where the sensations are generally pleasing and light. Many couples that would not consider themselves active in BDSM are familiar with this kind of play. The use of silk scarves, feathers, ice, massage oils, and other similar implements Sensation play in BDSM can also involve sadomasochistic play, involving the application of carefully controlled stimuli to the body so that it reacts as if it were actually hurt. While this can involve the infliction of actual pain, it is usually done in order to release pleasurable endorphins, creating a sensation somewhat like runner's high or the afterglow of orgasm. This is also sometimes referred to as flying. Or body stress. Mmm, what a yummy definition. Okay, so sensation play is broad. I'm going to give you three toys or tools to leverage and use into some of your sensation play. The first thing is a blindfold. It happens to be my very favorite sex toy and the one that I think is way, way, way underused. A blindfold, of course, can remove the sense of sight. Well, it will remove your sense of sight, um, but it, it can heighten your other senses. So put a blindfold on and then all of a sudden you you can hear a little bit sharper and maybe the sensation, the touch and different pressures and things on your skin feel a little bit more heightened. Maybe your smell comes online a little bit stronger so it can heighten your other senses and what I really love about blindfolds is that it can take the pressure off of the performer to look a certain way, and it can also take the pressure off of the receiver to control their responses. Let me unpack that for just a second. So let I'll actually just paint you a picture here. I love blindfolds in play with Jordan, especially if, let's say it's oral for an example, and I'm having a little bit of a hard time kind of getting out of my head, relaxing and getting into my body. As soon as the blindfold goes off, it's almost like a, um, a sigh of relief. And so then what typically happens is for some reason, I wind up kind of relaxing into my body and I stop really caring about my responses to what's happening to me. Meaning like, I care a little bit less about the sounds that I'm making, you know, instead of thinking like, oh, I I have to control myself or I can't be too loud or I can't make a certain sound because maybe that's going to throw him off or you know what I mean? So I put the blindfold on and for some reason, I'm a little bit more relaxed with how I react to what's happening around me and to me. Now, from the perspective of the person who is delivering, let's just say in this example, I have a blindfold on, Jordan, my husband, is giving me oral sex. He's maybe a little bit less concerned with the way he looks because I can't see him. So he's going to position himself that's maybe not in all that of a, a sexy way, but in a more ergonomic way that works with his body. And so not that he would put himself into a truly uncomfortable position anyway, but he would really not consider that. And you know what? He might not be the... He might not consider that really at all. That's probably more if I would put the blindfold on him, then I'm a little less interested in can he see, you know, the roll or the cellulite or the whatever. And, you know, I want to make sure I'm doing something in it and it looks sexy while I'm doing it in my head. You know what I mean? So that's what can happen with a blindfold. It can take all of that shit and throw it away. (laughs) So I really, really, really love blindfolds. Another item that I invite you to add into some sensation play is one that I don't typically see a lot of people have, and it's a pinwheel. It's a little metal contraption um, typically used, well, originally used by doctors to determine if nerve damage had happened in someone's body. And so the pinwheel in a sexual or a sensation play, erotic text, it's, something that you can use on very sensitive parts of the body and you can vary the pressure. So depending on the pressure, you'll get a certain kind of sensation. And so it might feel just like a little tickly or it might feel a little bit sharp, but I think more than anything, it really looks edgy. So if you show it to someone, let's say an example, you show it to someone and it looks like it's gonna pierce your skin, but you would have to push really hard for that to happen. And then you put a blindfold on them, And then there's this anticipation of where are you going to put that? Is it going to hurt? And if you just lightly drag a pinwheel on the inside of someone's arm or on the back of their legs, like behind their knees, or maybe even just lightly down their spine or across their butt, there's a lot of sensation that can happen. And it feels like, oh my gosh, is it going to hurt? Is it going to feel good? And I think people are often pleasantly surprised. Now, if you add, a feather, which is the next addition that I have for you, then you can do a little bit of pinwheel and then right behind it, a little bit of feather. And so it's creating these really, uh, let's say anticipatory nervous system, activating sensations. So it can tickle, but of course it's activating and it's great when it's paired, when all of this is paired with bondage. It's also great if it's all paired with a blindfold. And for someone who is delivering these sensations, leveraging these tools, my recommendation would be that whoever is your victim, who's laying for you that you are doing these things to, instruct them to breathe. Breathe through the discomfort and breathe and lean into the pleasure because the line is very thin where pain and pleasure, you know, when you can step just a tiny step And all of a sudden it's in pain and a tiny step and all of a sudden it's in pleasure. And so if you instruct your people to breathe while they're experiencing these sensations, it can expand the pleasure throughout their body. And of course, typically through sensation play, like the definition said, it can feel really juicy and like you're flying. Okay. The third kinky thing that I would like to encourage you all to do in this new year is butt stuff. Now, some people have reservations when it comes to anal play, but there's a lot of pleasure to be had in this region should you choose to traverse this territory. This area of the body is filled, I mean filled, with sensitive nerve endings and can be incredibly erotic and orgasmic. It's also known as the gateway to the P-spot in men, which is the prostate. While I don't have a prostate personally, my husband does, (laughs) and he's very recently started giving himself permission to learn that part of his body. We've been together just over four years, and it took almost three and a half for him to consider this type of play and for me to be introducing it to him pretty frequently. He started slow, gained a bunch of knowledge. He even talked to trusted friends. Processed it with me a number of times and then explored and navigated first by himself. All I can say is so far, so, 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 so good. I'll let him share any more about his story, um, maybe on a future episode when he's feeling really comfortable and confident about it all. I know now that um, he's a little bit more experienced, he's been definitely encouraging the men in his life to play more in this area pleasure sure and because navigating it all and processing it um, has really helped with shame and I think that's been so freeing for him and that has made room for even more pleasure. So under butt stuff we're going to get started with something that's a little bit on the softer side. Let's talk about massage. And of course, you know, massage, you can vary the pressure and the tempo. Uh, And so when I'm talking about massage and underneath the umbrella of butt stuff, what I'm going to suggest is erotic massage from the lower back to the upper thighs and the backside of the thighs. So it can prep you. This kind of massage that I'm going to suggest can prep you for any other backdoor shenanigans should you want to follow this step A with BCD so on and so forth. Or this can be great just to feel it out, just to lean in, you know, if you're new. So what you can do, the lower back, the back of your thighs, hips, and the glutes themselves. So if you're the person who's doing the massage, then you will put You can put a decent amount of pressure, you know, of course, check in with the person who you were delivering this to. You can use your forearms, you can use the tips of your fingers and your nails, and you can give all kinds of different sensations and you can squeeze the butt. And and, and right now, as I'm sitting in my office and I have a microphone in front of my face and my headphones on and everybody's pretty much out of the house. I'm, if you can imagine, I'm just like squeezing an uh, air butt in my hands right now, just like pushing two butt cheeks together. You can squeeze it together and you can knead and roll your hands. And if you're the person who's delivering this to someone, then instruct them to breathe in and out and to feel the sensation in and out. And all of this prep work leads to receptivity. You check in with your person that you're delivering this to and you ask them, can I go a little bit closer to the inside? And they can tell you yes or no. And you can determine ahead of time if you're going to do any outer massage. And it feels so lovely. Like I said, there's so many nerve endings there. And for a lot of people, giving themselves permission to go there is really healing. And of course, you want to do it in a really safe environment. In order to create a really safe environment, you have to communicate boundaries, that kind of thing, and trust the person that you are working with. And you have to have someone who is going to honor those boundaries and who is trustworthy delivering. And so um, I would say then massage, you can massage up and down your butt crack. You can massage all around the anus. And that's not leading to any kind of penetration unless that has been predetermined or the person that you're checking in with says, yes, please, because maybe they're surprised and they actually do want to go to the next, you know, whatever the next step is. The next step might be my next suggestion, which is a plug, a butt plug. So they come in different shapes and sizes. They're made of typically metal, body safe silicone. And then I've even seen some made of wood. Now, here's the thing with butt plugs. It's really important to make sure that they have a base that is wider than the plug itself. So ideally what you want is the plug to be a certain size or shape. And then for it to get really narrow... And then for the base to be wider than, like I said, the plug itself. And that's because things that you stick in your butt, if they don't have a base, they can get trapped in there. So, unlike a vagina, the vagina has an end to it. You'll bump up against the cervix. You can't get anything lost in there that you can't stick your finger in and pull it out. That's not the case with your anus. Uh, And so, if you are to push something, Past the anus and into an area of the body that you don't have physical control over, then that leads to maybe a trip to the emergency room. So that's my disclaimer there. Make sure that it has a base. And if you're following me and you follow, you know, resources and things that I share, then all of those things are body safe and they all have the base on them. So my recommendation is to start small with the plugs and consider playing solo first if you've never done it before. And play with it for your, with yourself, decide how far you want to go, decide if you want to give yourself an orgasm or some clitoral stimulation, or if you're, if you do not have a clitoris and you have other body parts, then whatever stimulation you would like to give to your genitals. So, and then decide, you know, do you want to take it out? Then you want to have an orgasm. Do you not want to have an orgasm? Is it weird? Do you have to, you know, put it away and then maybe try it again in a different time? Do you want to have an orgasm while you just look at it and it's right next to you? You decide, you know, you can titrate, meaning you can take baby steps to, you know, whatever is going to be next after inserting a plug. Now, inserting a plug is really cool because you can also, um, Have that really relaxing massage, let's say, that I started with. Insert the plug and then have really delicious sex. And chances are you're already really warmed up by that time that your body is ready to receive something like a plug. Okay, the last thing that I have under butt stuff is not necessarily anally inclined, but it does involve a rear end. And that is spankings. Now, a spanking is something that I never thought that I would be all that into, but I totally am. And y'all maybe have heard me tell the story about getting publicly spanked by Jordan and our dominatrix friend Kimmy Inch at a play party last year. It was incredible. And I've been spanked before, but I guess I had never really, really been all that into it. I hadn't had like an experience. I hadn't had a really um, potent experience with spanking, but at this particular time, I was on a spanking bench. My butt was in the air. I was in lingerie. It was a very sexy environment. The lights were red, and I had Jordan there with someone who was very skilled and very trained. And even though we've practiced and played a little bit, he's still learning a lot of the kink world and the and the the kink exercises and how to lead in kink. Because I don't know if you know this, but I am the kinky one. Well, I'm the initially outwardly kinky one in our relationship. And Jordan is exploring this world with me for the first time. Um, So it's just really sweet for our relationship. And so he was partnered with, you know, someone who's really skilled and they beat my butt like a bongo drum. It was so delicious. I was making sounds. I'd, he'd never heard. I don't think I'd ever heard come out of my body. And by the time it was done, I was so relaxed it completely and totally activated activated my nervous system in one of the best ways it was so anticipatory like i was saying in the beginning those feel good endorphins so you know it can be really relaxing it can be really meditative and it's not for everybody you know the purpose is not to hurt someone like i'm not trying to hurt you but i like to deliver a particular experience To you, that may involve some level of pain. So, my recommendation here is to play with different techniques, Um, use safe words, and if you don't have a safe word, here it is: it is red. And make sure to use your number system. So, when you start to play with spanking, you know if it feels like a one, say the number one. And if someone gives you a nice four or a five, then you say four, five, four and a half. And then when you get, you decide you know, between you and the person who's delivering this spanking, what's your sweet spot? Are you excited to go to a seven or an eight? Or are you really like five, six is about where you want to go. And the point is never to really, it's really not to get to 10 unless you're with someone that says, I want to get you to get, you know, get me all the way to 10. That's not the point. And the number system really, really helps. The number system is great for everything, but in, you know, right now we're just talking about spankings. Alrighty. The third kinky thing that I would love, 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 love for you to try this year is a guided experience, a paid for or free guided experience. What can that look like? It can look like workshops, which there are virtual or in-person versions, and these can really help you gain confidence and knowledge that you can use for the rest of your life. When you understand something or when you are guided through something, it's typically much easier for you to transition those ideas and those concepts into your actual life. How do I know? I do this. <laughs> and I attend. I attend all the time. That play party that I was just talking about, that play party was at the end of a two-day experience. I'm a sex educator. I talk about this stuff all day, every day, and I'm consistently putting myself in the student position so that I can learn too. One, as a professional, and two, because it's different whenever it's my own sex life. So virtual experiences are a way to get started, get your feet wet. Um, and that's if being in person is maybe a little bit too vulnerable or that's just doesn't feel accessible, or maybe it's you're you live in a very rural area or, you know, there's not option for in-person. And so virtual is going to be your best bet. And there's some incredible educators presenting workshops, um, that are virtual. So I've even hosted um, at the peak of lockdown, I was a part of a sexy scavenger hunt that I did for um, Hacienda, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. So in-person ones are also amazing. If you have an opportunity or you're going on a trip, maybe even to, you know, if it's not accessible in your everyday town or life and you go on a trip, then maybe coincide that trip with going to a workshop you know you you check in you check out and then you take you take what you wish and you leave the rest um but in person ones they can be about blowjobs or they can be about tantric sex or kinky exploration intro to ds you can go learn a little bit of rope bondage so there's so much available and the great thing about all of this is if it's virtual and it gets to be a little bit too much you can close the computer turn off the tv if you're in person You can leave. You have permission. Give yourself. If it's like, I can't do this or I'm not ready for this, then you can leave. And if you love it, imagine what gets to happen. You have other curious people that you're surrounded by learning a subject together that maybe they're all having their own feels about it, but this is a way that you can connect. And there's possibly your new best friend that's in one of these rooms. Okay, so that's guided experiences, workshops, virtual and in person. The next one is maybe you go to a club and those are also probably going to be in the bigger cities or larger towns. The clubs are a public-ish place um, in the city or the town that's nearest you. And this is a place where uh, <laughs> exhibitionists and voyeurs are like kids in candy stores. Um, if you're not sure where you fall on the range of BDSM or exhibitionist or voyeur, then you can take the BDSM test at bdsmtest.org. And at the very least, find out where you fall on the I like sex in public spectrum said with air quotes. Um, so when it comes to clubs, I just have a few notes for you here. Do your research search. Be prepared to just watch for the first time. Um, feel the energy. Take in the environment. Be exploratory and don't put pressure on yourself to play so you can go and watch. And I would say. If there's any part of you that's like, I'll just have a drink or two to to loosen up so I can get my, you know, my I can relax and not have so much nerves, I'll say make a commitment to yourself to not have more than two drinks and don't keep drinking if you're there. And a lot of the clubs don't have alcohol actually at the location. And some of them are bring your own, which I've I've learned over the years. And so my suggestion and recommendation is not to get drunk. So consider your alcohol consumption, cut it off at about two drinks. That would be my advice. That way you're trustworthy to yourself and you're trustworthy to other people. So, and if it's, I need another drink for me to endure this thing, then it's not for you. Okay. So I just want to also say that, and that was not even on my notes, but I feel that way. Y'all decide your boundaries ahead of time, have lots of conversations. You can't possibly prepare, prepare for every situation, but you can process a lot of it out ahead of time. And it's really not fun to either be the the people who are arguing in those kinds of environments or dynamics or to eat or to watch people arguing and fighting in those dynamics because they didn't have a conversation that could have been had before they got there. So decide your boundaries ahead of time. Answer the question. Tonight would be a wild success if blank happened and then also ask yourself what's the minimum marker for success so what's your minimum marker for success and what is your wild fantasy marker of success and curb your expectations go there to have an experience and if you're going there with you know a loved one or someone special then be kind and considerate you can only go as far and only go as fast as the person whose nervous system is moving the slowest Pause there. You can only go as far and you can only go as fast as the person whose nervous system is moving the slowest. And be okay with that. You finally got your partner to say yes. Be easy on them and be easy on yourself. So, what's your minimum marker for success? Okay. And then, what you're like, oh my God, if this happened, holy fucking shit, that'd be like, whoa. It's fun to have that too. Okay, last thing is akin to the club. It's the curated private play party. Now, sometimes these have a little bit of a better feel energy-wise um compared to the clubs. Though due to the intimacy or the size of the group, you may feel just a tad more pressure to perform. Like sometimes that intimacy is kind of challenging to deal with. Sometimes it might feel better if you're just surrounded by strangers. So, you get to decide how how you feel about that. And Uh, With curated play parties, it might take you a little while to find, air quotes, your people and the people that you really want to be in play space with. I recommend to the people that I work with, um, join the wearehacienda.com email list. So I mentioned Hacienda. So they are a sex positive intentional community that's in New York City. I've hosted some retreats at their um, rental property in New Orleans and Kenneth Play, Dr. Jana. Lila, who spoke with me about play parties. That's another episode of the show that is really, really thorough and so good. It's actually so good. We published it twice. So um, go back into the show. You can listen to the episode with Kenneth Play. There's an episode with Lila, and hopefully at some point we'll have Dr. Jana on the show too. So the reason why I say join their email list, if you're not in New York City, then what would be the point? But it's the point is to look at how they communicate, they host parties. And typically you have to be a member or you have to know someone in this community in order to be invited. And so just understand that you're going to probably have to do diligence and do your research and um, have a trial period. And chances are you'll have to have someone that knows you that can vouch for you. This is very common. And so why get on their email list? I want you to pay close attention to the language that they use when they are communicating events and how they are communicating events because I want you to look for that kind of language, but in an area that's closer to you. Okay. So you can use it kind of as a model. All right. So my loves, that's it. Three kinky things to try this year. Um, well, I think that was way more than three, but you know that it's really hard for me not to over deliver. And I'm curious, which one stood out to you? What can you imagine realistically trying next? What is the edgiest suggestion I made to you? I have an idea. If you're in a partnership, send this episode to your partner. If you're not in a partnership and you have a really awesome friend, your BFF, send this episode to your friend. Don't tell them what your answers are to the questions that I just asked. Let them listen and then the two or the few of you. Come together and have a conversation where you answer these questions together. I think a lot of the greatest sex available is communicative, connected, novel, adventurous, and filled with love, which is what I had in mind when preparing for this episode. Of course, you know, the Sex and Love Co team and I would love to hear from you. Find us on social media. And when you have a chance, like maybe right now, If you love the show, the best way to tell us is through an official review on the podcast listening platform of your choice. This has been another incredible episode of That Sex Chick. I love you all to the bottom of my heart and beyond. Getting to do the work that I do in the world is so, so, so special to me. And I get to do it because of all of you. Until next time, loves. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.